You are now listening to the Life 21 podcast with HK. Yo. So, um, through the night, um, I got into a bit of a Twitter war with a bunch of vaporwave jabronis. So, we're back here again with the uh, annual HK versus vaporwave shitstorm that seems to happen annually, as I say. <laughs> um, I've just got a glass of Ribena here. Um, I haven't actually slept, I've got insomnia. It's half eight in the morning. I've just been laying in bed and I couldn't sleep, so, you know, may as well get up and do this stupid podcast. So basically what happened was, um, last night, Culture, um, got in touch with me. I I hadn't heard from him in ages. Um, and we were just talking, and then he just brought up the fact that, um, this label, Tiger Blood Tapes, which is like a Vaporwave merch label or whatever, they um, were planning to reissue his album, New World, uh, New Nouveau Life, New World, which is a sort of like a dream catalogue, um, like Vaporwave classic, I guess, one of the more significant Vaporwave albums from the dream catalogue archive. Um, going back to 2015. Um, anyway, I got into a discussion about it with him, and I said, um, you know, like, I, br- I brought up the fact that, you know, we talked about doing the album on vinyl last year, um, and I'd just been waiting for him to um, send over the templates. But anyway, the offer that... Um, Tiger Blood Tapes had made him was a lot more significant than anything I could make, so obviously, you know, you can't really stand in the way of that kind of offer when it comes through for an artist but it just really pissed me off, like how this happens over and over again, because these, like, labels they just sort of the eye up like um you know what's gonna make them money and they just sort of without like any respect whatsoever just like go for it um so this label didn't even contact me um and like you know they obviously have no regard for the release whatsoever it's just like they they're just saying like dollar signs or whatever and like that's the it's just that like level of um just sheer greed about it all that really pisses me off about these vaporwave labels and it didn't actually used to be like that like the whole sort of wider internet music um culture it was always like very DIY grassroots and built on respect and stuff and that's really changed in the last few years and it's become all about you know these kind of like labels that just try to sell as much plastic as possible with 
little regard for the actual music that they're putting out. Um, so I've got no problem with culture himself, like, um, going with um, Tiger Blood tapes. I just wanted to make that clear because a lot of the criticism that I got from these idiots was sort of implying that I was um, being critical of culture, which is just not true, even though I sort of reiterated this point over and over. Um, yeah, it's just like the, the whole... Um, just the lack of respect and lack of respect for like the history and culture of all this stuff and it, it really shows as well when you see like the type of stuff that they say like there was one um, there was one like small vaporwave label account who was saying stuff like um, your label has nothing to do with the su success of um, the artists and all this stuff and it's just like a completely asinine response like if you go if anyone who's followed Dream Catalog long enough like especially going back to that time um it it really was sort of built as um you know like what's what's going to be the next like release on dream catalog that was the culture of it so that's that's why we could do albums like nouveau life which were totally experimental and um weren't reliant on you know like a star name like to drive sales or anything like that like the approach to Dream Catalog was always, um, you know, music and art first before anything else. Everything else was secondary, and that—that's just the—that's the thing that really bothers me. It's like it's completely flipped the other way, and um, now even like the the quote unquote fans, I guess you'd call them. They that even like these types have got got into this weird state where many of them are more obsessed with like buying plastic than actually listening to music. It's like kind of absurd. But it's just like the fact that the whole culture itself is so um, money driven, and it just there's just like no respect at all for the history or culture, as I say. So I just brought this up on Twitter um, just to sort of rain on the parade a little bit because it really pissed me off, to be honest. Like, the more I thought about it, the more I was just like, I'm not going through this shit yet again. Because this isn't even the first time it's like this has happened with so many labels and releases. And Like I say, I don't really blame the artists as such because, um, you know... If they if they stand to make a lot of money off some idiot, then whatever. You know you can't really blame them at that point. But um, 
just yeah just i don't like just these people like there was one label who came in and i can't even remember the name of it now it was a dutch label and they just like straight up took um android by auto um and dropped it on vinyl and i guess because the vinyl didn't sell very well like the guy just bailed and never paid out any royalties or anything like that so you know this this is the kind of people that um artists and such are letting into the me the like the general space of music culture well internet music culture and i think that's why like partly why you get these kind of like schisms within internet music because like this kind of stuff's like abhorrent to many people i guess anyway the whole um vaporwave scene uh did the classic witch hunt tactics because I guess the way I worded the tweet, it was like they sort of took it as an affront to vaporwave, and you know what happens when you know you offend vaporwave. The uh, the cultists come out of the woodwork. So I said I I posted, really tired of shitty vaporwave labels going behind our backs to tap up artists to steal releases from us, even ones we've had plans in the works for. There's legit zero respect in this shitty internet music scene. Lost count of how many have done this now. So, just the mention of the V word, I guess, brings the uh, freaks out. But um, I just wanted to actually go over one post, because this is the funniest. So... In Carter 95 from the label Lost Angles, who is someone that I've barely ever spoken to. I've had maybe like one or two conversations with him over the years. And he's been around like a lot longer than a lot of these sort of Johnny Come lately, so I didn't really expect him to be this way, but um I, yeah, I guess he sort of turned up around twenty sixteen, so Still a little bit after, you know, Dream Catalog had started, but... Anyway, he wrote this, like, massive rant. <laughs> and this is sort of why I wanted to do the podcast, just to say, like... Just to, just to point out, like, how absurd this is. And it's become, like, an annual tradition at this point that this shit happens. So, he tweeted, I'm out, dot, dot, dot. And then he posted a massive um, notepad rant with several paragraphs, short paragraphs. So he says, I'm going to be the one to say it. Fuck Dream Catalog. That's what he opens it with. It's like, is that supposed to be a brave statement in the fucking vaporwave scene saying fuck Dream Catalog? It'd be like going on a fairy discord server and saying fuck donald trump or something like that i don't know i barely keep track of uh, what's going on in america these days so anyway he says 
Not the artist's on dream catalogue, but fuck. <laughs> this is the funniest bit to me. He says, so not um, not the artist's on dream catalogue, but fuck HK Henry Moonchild. So Henry Moonchild was some fictional character that I portrayed for about two months in this sort of state of like actual psychosis that I was in. Um, he says, fuck Richie the raccoon. So that Rich Richie the <laughs> raccoon was Henry Moonchild's pet raccoon. So, I mean, it seems like only Americans really hate raccoons for some reason. I don't, I don't see what the problem is with them. I think they're kind of sweet and cute, but Americans sort of see them as pests, it seems. Then he says, fuck Swaggy, and that's probably the most absurd because <laughs> that isn't even me. It's like Swaggy's like an actual real person, but I guess he didn't realise that. Um, and even so, like, I don't know what Swaggy really had to do with owning Dream Catalog or anything like that. Then he says, fuck the two Greek gods. <laughs> Dionysus. <laughs> no, so um, he's confusing an actual Greek god, um, <laughs> Dionysus, with uh, some of the um, characters, Dionysius, which is a completely different name. Um, that was the name of it, but it had nothing to do with Greece or gods. Again, this is stuff that happened like four years ago and it wasn't really particularly offensive or anything. It was just kind of absurd and didn't last very long. So, but, but for some reason, like, that, that, that um, demands this kind of furious um, rant. Anyway, so he says, back in 2015, I was enamoured with Dream Catalogue. This has obviously faded over time with all these strange and inconsistent phases and downright negativity. So, it's perfectly fine to not want to like follow the label because you find it strange, inconsistent, and stuff. But I don't understand what's the downright negativity part. Where does that come in? Really, there's no like you know evidence given uh, in regards to that. It's just a sort of generic statement. Anyway, he says, don't tweet now about zero respect in this scene. So, for, like, it, this just exactly proves what I said earlier. I didn't say the zero respect in the vaporwave scene. Like, as in, you know, someone liking Carter 95 or, you know, other people. What I, what I mean when I says like when I say there's like zero respect is that the culture of it is built on this kind of lack of respect that goes on. And it doesn't mean like every single person in it is, you know, disrespectful or whatever, even though to be honest it seems at this point half of them at least are. So he says, I gave HK the benefit of the doubt on more than one occasion. Oh, sorry, the benefit of the doubt, dot, 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 on more than one occasion. <laughs> so apparently I've uh, done something wrong. But now tonight, to see him go off on a label for apparently giving an artist a better deal. 
And who cares if they did or didn't? So, here's the problem again. In their criticisms, and this was like the common theme throughout all the, like, witch hunt. Um, they sort of diminished the actual um, complaints that I had and turned it into um, it just being some like war over some random album that I couldn't live up to the deal for. It was like completely diminishing the fact that um, Dream Catalog Like that album made its name on Dream Catalog and it's part of our discography and always has been. And then all of a sudden, this label just comes out of nowhere and nabs it. Even though, like as I pointed out, that we'd already talked about um, putting it out on vinyl last year and I'd just been waiting for. Steve to send the templates for it over so we could order it. So just sort of like reiterating the point that I made earlier, it's just that lack of respect that really bothered me. Whereas they flipped what I said and turned it into like as if it was some bidding war for some random album. And that that's the kind of like thing that these like cultist types do they they don't actually like take what you say they take a sort of skewed version of what you say to justify their criticism because really what they're doing is they're defending vaporwave and that's why they all sort of gang up at the same time because they have that like tribal cult mindset where they have to defend the thing that sort of unites them and it's something that, like, they've all been involved in now for so long that I actually think that they're going to be like this for the rest of their lives. Like, I can see I can see them hosting, like, Electronicon 3 or 4 in, like, 2050 and having all the same artists and stuff, but they're all pensioners and shit. And that... The, the, this actually gets into something that he says later as well. Like, actually, I'll, I'll wait till he says it in the thing. And I'll address it then. So, he goes on and he says, As HK responded, it's in the past. Yes, it really is. So, yeah, I, I did say to Culture, you know, I told him directly and on Twitter. Well, I told him directly first, and then I told him on Twitter, um, <laughs> like, I'm not going to stand in the way of it. Just, and I just got pissed off, and I just said, you know, whatever, it's in the past now, just leave it. Um, just go with this tiger blood tapes or whatever. Um, so anyway, Inkartha says, make no mistake, he and some in his camp love these sort of posts so here's another thing like there's like these people always suggest there's like some clique or some camp that i'm a part of when he has like absolutely no idea what my day-to-day -day life is and who i talk to is 
and like there's no way that he could possibly have like any concept because I've never really spoke to this guy ever and I don't really make my private life um, known to people online so there's like no way that he'd have any concept of who the camp that I speak to is because in reality um, most of my time these days especially is occupied by being with my daughter I'm not like spending time on the internet for the most part and when I do it's like <laughs> I barely even like chat to most people it's like I just you know I have a couple of words here and there with most people and then move on I don't really hang around online Um, so he says, yeah, he and someone in his camp, this, this supposed camp, love these sorts of posts. It's what they live for, dot, dot, dot. Conflict. <laughs> the sky of his fucking dot, dot, dot. So dramatic. <laughs> That's what makes it so funny as well, just how dramatic all this is. Like, literally over what? Because I made a tweet. It's what they live for, conflict. So do, do you really think that I wanted some fucking shit Vaporwave label to come and steal an album that we were planning to do on vinyl? Like, I, I yearned for that. No, I don't think so. He said, then he goes on to say, I know this because I was in the DMs once in 2016 for a short while. So apparently he's privy to some DM in 2016, which is probably one of these stupid groups that was that went around back then, where like you'd get like 50 people in a group from the sort of broader vaporwave slash hard vapor scene as it was back then. Um, which were just like ridiculous. So because he was in one of these stupid groups of which there were literally like hundreds, um, I guess he was privy to some kind of information that t tells him like everything that he needs to know about this supposed camp. So I guess he presumes that I still like go in these groups that haven't really existed in like five years or so. I guess he thinks that still all exists. And then he says, Vaporwave is dead, remember? Oh my god. I don't even know how to fucking analyse that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Obviously, I did the album called Vaporwave is Dead. In, um... 2015. But, yeah, I guess it shows again that this all comes back to defending Vaporwave for these people. Like, it's literally a cult... I don't think he can literally like call it anything else but a cult at this point. So he says he wants nothing to do with Vaporwave but can't let it go. I don't understand what that means. Like, what what have I not let go? I literally haven't done anything with or within Vaporwave in probably six years. And the only reason, like, 
people like this are sort of in the social networks that I'm in is purely because of this fucking algorithm that doesn't let us grow apart. It just keeps you into the fucking same um, network of people perpetually. And that that's like, what what am I supposed to do about that? Like, I I'd really not I'd really love if all you people just fucked off, but you don't. <laughs> so what what can I do about that? Like, I I don't want all you idiots fucking witch hunting me every year. Anyway, so he says he wants nothing to do with vaporwave, but can't let it go. Now it's morphed into something else. Well, that's certainly true. Like, one of the common things that I kept reading was, um, you should be more professional. Um, and like that's at what point did did what at what point did we get to a music where musicians were expected to be like professionals? <laughs> like music culture was always about the cutting edge and um, you know pushing the boundaries of acceptability and potential, and now it's all about like how professional and corporate you can be to placate these fucking weirdos who don't even listen to music and these collect pieces of plastic and that's that's literally what vaporwave is now like vaporwave is um it's turned into a parody of itself it's literally turned into the thing it was like sort of created to satire that kind of corporate culture it is the corporate culture now <laughs> corporate cult culture um So then he says, you had it in the palm of your hands and it slipped through your fingers. Well, that's a fair comment. Then he said, I would say try a different business model, but it seems you've already tried that a few times. Yeah. Then he says, please tell us more about how you can see what all of us cannot. So again, just another vague criticism where I don't, I don't even have a clue what he means by that. Then he signs it in Carter. <laughs> That's one of the funniest parts of it, actually, actually signing this fucking, you know, dashing Carter on this, this stupid notepad thing. Well, that's just an example of um, how absurd this all is. The problem is, like, you can't even communicate this kind of stuff to them rationally because... Um, they're so like emotionally involved with this idea of vaporwave that they they really have like this like tribal um, reaction anytime anyone criticizes it. That's why you always see them like ganging up and um, doing this kind of like cancel culture and witch hunt shit every single time. And it's not just me. It's like I, I've lost track of how many people they've done this to. Um, but it's just like this stupid fucking witch hunt slash cult mindset that they have. They just it's just like 
it's actually kind of creepy now because I, I, I would have thought that it would have started to fade away by now. And I guess it has a bit like the sort of impact of it all. Um, it's really just sort of, you know, going down the pan a little bit. As is the whole sort of general um, internet music culture that existed in the 2010s, including, you know, like me and everyone else involved in it too. It's all just, you know, that that's 2010s culture, so I think, like, you're just starting to see it fade away a little bit now. So, like, everyone's, um, like, falling off a bit like that. <laughs> but it's like, I would have thought they would have tried to move on and do something different by now, some of them. But they're just, like, stuck there forever in this fucking weird scene. And that's the thing, like, what are they actually defending? Like, the claws come out any time you say anything bad about Vaporwave. It's almost like a, um, like, animal instinct that they have at this point. But what are they actually defending? Like, what is Vaporwave in 2021? I don't even think it exists. Like, to me, it's literally just... Um, it's literally just a group of people who make some like various types of electronic music that are vaguely related to each other but not really and um one thing I've really noticed in the last few weeks, actually, that I don't know, I don't know how this didn't occur to me before, but um, when the original like um, hard vapor and soft vapor schism occurred around <laughs> schism around two thousand and sixteen, um, I didn't really notice at the time, but now reflecting back on it, I've really noticed that. A lot of it's sort of like a US versus UK and Europe type thing. Like a lot of the UK and Europe type people went over to that hard vapor side that were previously involved in Vaporwave, whereas most of the Americans um, stayed in the soft vapor side, which was just known as Vaporwave, I guess. So that, so now looking at the Vaporwave scene, it's like very Americanized. Um, and I think, you know, part of that kind of, like, American, especially, like, modern American culture where, you know, you, you've got all this kind of, like, constant righteous indignation and um, just, that, just that aspect of American society has really sort of infected this um, culture of vaporwave. But the original thing that was vaporwave and like all the various incarnations of that that came in the years following that, that's like really gone now. Like it's just absolutely vanished. Um, whereas now it's, it really just is like American underground electronic music that's sort of vaguely linked by this plastic culture, you know, vinyls, tapes, all that stuff.
And I think that's why you don't really see like any big breakout albums from Vaporwave anymore. Um, because it's really like focused on, you know, how much merch can I collect and all this kind of stuff. And I just think that kind of um, attitude doesn't really vibe very well with the general like UK and Euro um, mindset towards um, music. It's just like, you know, two completely different atmospheres. So I think that, you know, like if you look at um, Dream Punk now, like a lot of like where Dream Punk has sort of evolved out of has been that British contingent of old Vaporwave that sort of moved away from Vaporwave. Or at least we tried to, but you know, um, it's pretty pretty hard to fully get away from them, as you can see. But like, I really just wish, um, I really wish this whole like algorithm shit would just come to an end. Cause, like, I I don't see why um, why I have to be exposed to this stuff, and I'm only exposed to it just because like the type of people um, that I do interact with, it's all sort of intermingled and you can't really ever escape it. So I, I see like the daily lives of these people on, you know, if I go on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and I'm like aware of the social changes in some of their lives and stuff, just, you know, through osmosis, just, you know, seeing them in the fucking Twitter feed. It's like, why do I need to know this shit? <laughs> like I've got like absolutely no interest but you just can't get away from it and then they'll say like oh why does why, why doesn't HK leave and it's like I am trying to leave but I can't because of this fucking system that we exist in like it'd be really healthy for everyone if we could just like have zero interactions but it doesn't work like that in this stupid climate so unfortunately um we're all we're all in this like broader internet music scene and that's just the way it is until things change hopefully blockchain can alter that uh. But yeah, um, until next time, peace.